Good evening. This is Mindless Meanderings Movie Edition. I'm your co-host, Amanda. And I'm your other co-host, John. Uh, this evening, we are going to be discussing Cool World. It is a 1992 live-action, animated, dark comedy starring baby Brad Pitt. And if you haven't seen it, that's totally okay, because I'm going to catch you up. So... The story starts out with Frank Harris, who is played by the very young Brad Pitt. He is transported into a cartoon realm of cool world following a motorcycle accident that left his mom, played by Janny Bren, dead. Frank lived as the only human among these animated characters until a prisoner named Jack Debs found a way in through his own artwork and the help of his own creation, a risky sexualized tune named Hollywood played by Kim Bassinger intermingling between tunes and humans was believed to result in dire consequences and that didn't seem to stop Hollywood from getting what she wanted uh that's about it yeah that's that's about it that's about the, the that, that's the whole that's movie all I got. in a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um I, I, I googled this and I'm I, I should have I should do that you know have that open so I can but I took some notes um four percent on Rotten Tomatoes yeah yeah four point nine uh, uh, percent on IMDB and twenty eight percent on Metacritic so um, I noticed that the top voted tags for this movie was awkward <laughs> corny oh God cringeworthy oh cringy boring yeah plot holes. And mm. bad acting. And, so. and, and, you know, I never saw this back in 92. Um, I was just a little tater tot back then. Uh, I did not even, this never even hit my radar as an adult. I didn't even know about it until you had brought it up as a movie we should definitely take in. So I had oh. nothing going into this, except I did look up the, we're rotten tomato families. So I knew what the, I knew what I was getting yeah. into as far as how cringy it was going to be but I, I i had my hopes a little high because baby brad pitt yeah. so 1992 i was um nine years old when mm. this movie came out and i watched it and i and i and i remember loving this movie as a kid <laughs> just loving it <laughs> you know it uh you love the bombshell yeah uh, I, I i don't know what i don't Blonde know what, with titties i mean yeah, come on. I, the over-sexualized Hollywood if she could. I That's wasn't. her full name, Hollywood if she could. Right, right. And, and I I just, this this whole movie just, it oh. it, it hurts my brain. <laughs> um, this movie was directed by Ralph Bakshi. Um, yeah, ba he's Bakshi. He's known for um, other... Um, I have a list. Yeah, I, I um, was trying to remember. <laughs> he he directed the Lord of the Rings animated feature in 1978. Right, right, that's it. Um, Fritz the Cat. <laughs> These are the ones that caught my eye, by the way. Right, animated uh, works. Yeah, um, his animated works. Um, he he directed Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise and. Uh, yeah. Um, and Mighty Mouse from 1987 to 88, Cannonball Run two in 1984, and Fire and Ice in 1980. 
those are the ones that caught my eye because I was I was actually going to watch Fire and Ice. And so when you first explained this movie to me that it was a, a live action um, animated movie, I was like, like Roger Rabbit. Uh, I think a lot of people had their hopes like, like, cause I really liked Roger Rabbit and I remember watching that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Walking into this movie, I was like, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot like Roger Rabbit. I just know it. It's probably, probably going to be some, but I guess what Bakshi was looking for, he intended to look, the live action footage was intended to look like a living walkthrough painting. And it didn't translate very well on, on the screen, unfortunately. It was very... It was it was confusing for me. It, well, I guess not confusing. It was more like... More like uh, they, they would be driving down the road in this cartoon car and it would be very animated and very, you know... Very like animated. The front yeah. end would move up and the, the back end was actually shaped like an ant. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> so, right? right? And, and like... so it's one of those ones where it's like the road is all twisty and turning and the car twists and turns with it. Mm-hmm. And then they stop the car and they get out and it's a cardboard cutout of the car. Of the car. And right. I, and it I, was very distracting. Yeah, I was like, what and, is going on here? And it seemed it? like the actors almost knew. They looked uncomfortable in the scene itself. They mm-hmm. they didn't know what they were doing. Um, I, I did a little bit of homework with this one. And I found out that um, actually while the sets were being built, uh, the producer, I've, I think it was Paramount Pictures. I, I want to say it was Paramount Pictures. Um, Frank Mancuso. Um, he actually had the screenplay rewritten in secret from the mm-hmm. original version. Now, so Bakshi's version was completely different from what you saw on screen. He had this whole thing where he wanted this prisoner to create this whole cool world animation. And he drew his the the bombshell the blue bomb you know the blonde tall yeah sexy woman that he draws and anyways he enters into his cool world and he has a baby with her and decides he doesn't want to be a dad so he skips back to the human world leaves cool world and then the little bastard grows up and comes back to the re- to the real world and tries to kill his dad just another just another deadbeat dad. It's kind of like a Chucky thing going on. Yeah, well, so well, my question is: Would would the in that version would the um, would the would his son be a human or a cartoon? He was a mixture. He was like um, so in the actual movie you see um, Kim Basinger's character, and I think also the other guy, um, Jack Deeb's played by Gabriel Byrne. Right. He, they transform from human to tune, human to tune. So that's kind of how he imagined it, but it was very dark. He had more of a dark version and they wanted, um, actually it wasn't. Okay. So he wanted Brad Pitt, um, back. She wanted Brad Pitt, but, and he wanted Drew Barrymore to play Hollywood. And from what I understand, uh, to keep Brad Pitt on, they had to get a bigger girl name in there. So that's why Kim Bassinger was hired on Mm -hmm. Kim Bassinger. Uh, had a heart for the children of the world, I suppose you could say. And she went to the producer and said she wanted to be able to play this movie. Um, She went to the director first and she's like, I want to play this for all the little sick kids in the hospitals and whatever. And Mm -hmm. 
No, nah, he's like, lady, do you even know my work? Like, no, this no. is a dark comedy. You, you know. So she went behind the director, went to the producers and said, I want this to at least have a PG-13. And that's when it was rewritten, which I think is kind of bullshit. Um, yeah, he was actually um, threatened to be sued. Yeah, I, I actually read because um, I was going through the some of the online reviews that, that uh, regular people are written. They're not like they're just like Google users. And this one mm -hmm. guy said that that this is something that happens to this director a lot in his career. <laughs> he has this big um, this big idea and then he sits down, and he starts to make it. And then like the studio executives are like, no, we're going to throw that out. We're doing this this uh, little thing this this oh, other idea that must be so frustrating yeah, i so, would have liked to see his original vision i think that would have been interesting because at i'm gonna i'm gonna give away a a, a point here the hollywood her entire um, motivation is to have sex with a human <laughs> just bang a human so that she can also become human because that's how the rules work and the nobody rules... okay but also following up with that they don't ever go over what the dire consequences are. Yeah. So baby Brad Pitt's walking around with a cigar hanging out of his mouth or cigarette, and he's all, dire consequences. You don't intermingle with tunes. They even yeah. set him up with a girlfriend tune. So he's mm -hmm. been in there for years. We're talking years. Yeah. It's been years. So he died in the 40s, yeah. and it was 1990. Yeah, it was the, yeah, it was so like it was the, the 90s. 90s. And so yeah. he's walking around like one of those gangster, like, like, uh, you know, tweed suit type mm -hmm. thing deals. And he's just yeah. walking around with his little hat tilted. And he's all, you don't intermingle with tunes, but nobody says why. Nobody says why. So he's There's... been with this, he's been with this cartoon girl for years and years. Years. And, and they're like, she's like, I have needs. I want to do this. And he's like, we can't because of the rules. There's and rules. Made the rules in, in, anyway. And, and okay. where, I mean, who, who created this world? Because yeah. it wasn't, this this Jack Neeps guy didn't create the world mm -hmm. in the movie. Like, in the movie, he was just a prisoner at first, yeah. and supposedly he he wasn't creating the world. The world was in his brain, in his memories. But somehow it, it kind of just leaked in, and he was yeah. drawing what he saw. Yeah. So he, he wasn't thought, yeah. he didn't create these drawings. He just drew what he saw, and he saw Hollywood, and he drew her. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other question I have about about uh, about um, what's his name. Frank Harris being stuck in this world for 45 years or some. How is he not crazy? How is he? Okay. Yeah. There's parts in this oh. movie where just random things would just float by the screen. It'd be like a head spinning in circles. That's like a, a sketch of a head oh, just no, spinning in circles. Just it's like it was just very random. It was like, what's going on? Why did what why is there so much happen? There's just something happening on and, the screen all of the time. And I don't think that Brad Pitt's a bad actor. I really, I really enjoy him, but the man had nothing to go with. Yeah. He was basically thrown in front of a blue screen and said, Hey, we're gonna throw some lines at you and you're gonna say them. And so he had no passion. He looked bored on screen. He just looked like he was like, I don't wanna be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can definitely uh, you can see how far visual effects have come since 1992 when this movie was made um, to where we're, you know, they like, you see the behind the scenes of some of the newer stuff and they basically have a pole with a green mm, yeah. head on it. And then that's where the head is. Right. Right. You know, he was like, like, he, he was, was, he was kind of thrown in there and just not really given even, much to work with. Yeah. At some points it didn't even look like he was looking at the um, character. Um, oh, uh, I Sorry. do know that the film animators were never actually given a screenplay. They were told by the director to just 
do a scene that is funny, whatever you want to do. Yeah. End quote. <laughs> do a scene that's funny. And so you see that one scene with the, the mama rabbit. Um, she's like insulted that they did the deed. And oh. I guess she knew from wherever her little rabbit hole was. I had no idea how. Rabbit she, hole, no pun intended. <laughs> she, she just, her ears perk up and she's like, oh, they did it. A it human my, in a tune fucked. I feel it in my rabbit hole. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, I I did want to mention, I, I forgot that I've, I've written down, Charlie Adler was in this movie too. And Charlie Adler is a relatively well-known voice actor. Um, he does. He did a lot of Cartoon Network shows. Um, he played Nails, um, Frank Harris's cartoon spider sidekick. Okay. And they even, I think they even, they even kind of borrowed one of the, which came out first? Here's that's that's my question. This movie was made in 1992. When did Who Framed Roger Rabbit come out? Uh, 1989. Who framed right? 1988. 88. I was so close. Yeah. So this movie was made four years after, and they even had the gun, the cartoon gun with the cartoon bullets. Um, yeah. And he, yeah. So um, Charlie Adler did a lot of voices for Cartoon Network shows that I used to watch when I was, you know, like Cow and Chicken. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was cool. I always, always liked Charlie Adler. So. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt and like throw. No. Uh, speaking of like cool and fun facts, one of the ones that I thought. <clears throat> It, it was insane. It was an insane attempt to help pull this movie out of the gutter, out of the red line, so to speak. But they actually built a 72-foot cutout of Hollywood, if she could, yeah. sitting on the D of the Hollywood sign down. San, no, um, where is that at? Los Angeles? Yeah. 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 And... The the residents there didn't like it. They were uh, they were pretty pissed. And yeah. I mean, how would how would you feel if you stepped out? She like, was a scantily what? dressed <laughs> blonde in a barely covered like little white dress, and she had her big legs crossed, seventy two foot tall cutout. And they actually paid two guards to watch it twenty four seven, so it didn't get vandalized. Um, and to be able to put this sign up, uh, they asked. They petitioned the L.A. Um, town, and so what they did, what they had to do, is they donated twenty-seven thousand dollars to the L.A. riots, and then it was about the same amount to pay and build the guards. So my question is, if they would have taken all of this money that they paid guards and to build this sign and just put it into the animation and actually making this movie worth it, would it have turned out better? I mean that's that's remained to be seen. I mean, it would have been a completely different movie if uh, Will because Defoe it didn't help. Was playing I think it pissed and, more people yeah. off than actually oh, brought attention to the movie itself yeah. because this was no Roger Rabbit. No, no. Uh, and we, and I, I don't like. I don't. I, I feel bad comparing it to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that, but that's the only one you can really compare it to. I mean, for the live action yeah. animated yeah. series, uh, for for me, <laughs> I would give this like a three out of ten for watchability. Yeah. I, it was pretty painful. I really, really, really wanted to like this movie. I, as an adult. I, I, I wanted to like it as an um, adult. I never knew it as a child. So. Yeah. I really wanted to like this movie. And and so when we watched it, 
was I sat down. We I remember we, we sat down and we're, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be good. It's gonna be great. And this is gonna be a good movie. I remember this movie. It's such you know, but I hadn't watched that movie in what, twenty years, twenty. It's, and yeah, and I sat with you as my husband for the past 14 years. This movie made me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> there were some scenes where I was like, are the kids asleep? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. That's the whole plot, though, guys. That's the whole plot. Yeah. Bang a human, you become a human, except you don't really. Yeah. That was the dire consequences right yeah, there. The dire consequences. And I won't give away the spoiler ending. I won't give any spoilers in case anybody actually wants to watch it. Or... Uh, our, our our listeners when I've we already get them. <laughs> I've already spoiled it enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well you got the basics um the basics down. Um so what would I like to see this would we like to see this movie rebooted? No. I, I would, would like to see the original plan for the film release the bashki cut. Release the release the bashki cut. Bashki cut. Release the bashki cut. That's what I think. Yeah. I, I do not think this should have a prequel sequels. <laughs> I think Maybe. it should be re-released with the original idea that the director actually had in mind. I think I think that it could be re rebooted and you know they could give it to you know what? No, it should not be rebooted. And I'm gonna argue with this on this one because no. it doesn't make sense. Well, no, no, literally no. all Hollywood wanted to do was have sex oh. the entire freaking movie. And that's oh, all. Just, and all, all the saying, other tunes followed her around like, yeah, get it, Holly, get it, Holly. Mm -hmm. And she's all, I'm going to get it. Like, this was just a, one big porno. And they well, slapped a soft, yeah, very soft core. But that's beside the point. <laughs> My, the point I was made was when I say reboot, I, I'm saying like, like, like uh, remake it so that it, 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 it makes the story sense. makes sense. The animation makes sense. And there's not just randomness and just crazy stuff because like it was very discombobulated. Yeah. There was no connection with anything. One minute he's in prison, then he's out of prison, then he's in a bookstore, then he's at his yeah. house. They, and yeah. the neighbors are all like, what's going on was, over there? And the neighbors are like, mm, I like him yeah. for some reason. Very, she doesn't even know him. It was very violent. Well, he's a well-known writer. In, right, in right, the, okay, yeah. yeah. He, he, yeah. You created that cool world comic that everybody likes oh, because yeah, it's the that's, 90s. that's right. I forgot. Um, but um, there was also, um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I was just gonna point out it's a very violent, like, way to tra travel between the worlds. They, you basically get thrown into the world. N not necessarily. Um, Bre uh, Jack Harris, he walked in and out between Frank the worlds, or Frank Harris, without. But he said thrown. he said it was very painful to go back because he went back in the same state that he went in, yeah. and he was in a motorcycle accident, mm -hmm. and then he was transferred after the motorcycle accident. So his suit's all torn up and he's bloody and beat up, mm -hmm. and so he goes to the cool world and he, he's all better now. And then he comes back like forty years later and he's all beat up again. His suit's all ripped. Right. So you go back, you go back in the same way you came. You know that that didn't make sense to me either. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Also. Uh, never mind. That's the ending. We won't talk about no, no. the ending. No, we won't talk about the ending. Good because, luck, everyone. Yeah. Um, I would say that I would say watch it and then never watch it again. Watch it, then never watch it yeah, again. Th watch it and then never watch it again because I mean it does have good it does have some good things for it. Like um when when the scenes are animated, they're they're good. They are pretty, the they're very interesting. It's just but it feels disconnected from there's the like storyline. There's a scene where um, Frank Harris walks into a room and he's like, he's looking for something in the room and he walks up to a cardboard cut out of a couch and he like, re he like looks behind it and it's not like, 
of course it's not 3d it, lo it just looked it just looked weird mm -hmm. so um my my yeah i'm gonna say that rewatchability did it hold up after all these years not no, it, no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know about holding up, but right. Yeah, I would like watchability three out of ten. Yeah, I would I would I was I would give it a low rating as an adult, but you know, you know, 10 or 11 year old me was like, boobs. Yeah, this movie is <laughs> it wasn't all about the boobs. I like I I've liked cartoons ever since I was ever since I was old. Sure, sure, I'll cartoons. give you that. Um but no, this good it was a it was a good movie for um the idea, but it was just poorly executed. Mm -hmm. So, and it went to that uh, that thing that movies go through sometimes, where it's like, you know, it, it starts off a really good idea, and then it, know, it gets washed, gets, gets washed away, and then it gets PG washed. You get this, uh, you get this. You, don't, you can't even recognize what it was anymore. Mm. So, so um, yeah, I think that's all we got for Cool World, huh? That's it um, for Cool World. Next week we are diving into the world of Total Recall. Going back. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, a little bit, yeah. Uh, our plans are to watch the reboot. Yes, we're going to watch the uh, reboot. We're going to watch the reboot. Watch between... the Arnie version and uh, compare, contrast, talk yeah. about it, discuss. Well, it'll so be yeah. fun. Yeah, join the, us. The Colin Farrell. The new one has Colin Farrell in it. I, 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 I avoided watching the new Total Recall because of Colin Farrell. Because I. Well, I just don't know how I feel about Colin Farrell. <laughs> I don't feel, I don't know about, how I feel about a reboot, but yeah. I'll let you know next week. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about the original. We'll talk about uh, just uh, we'll talk about the movie in general because that's what we do. And we are on Twitter, mindless meanderings. Yes. And we'll, we we're, we're going to have our uh, all the episodes recorded there or uploaded there so. and updated. And um, with our Anchor FM website because we this is being recorded on Anchor, of course. All right. Well, join us next week and um, signing off. Like, subscribe, and all that stuff. Do you CTA. like and subscribe? <laughs> Call to action. Like and subscribe to our podcast. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>